0: Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark, Clark got a touchdown, Troy Clark has it's a touchdown for the 49ers! listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt.
1: Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back with another episode, another victory episode. The Niners are 5-0. and They go into L.A., completely dominate on both sides of the ball, running the ball, and shutting down the Rams' high-powered offense. Jared Goff looked like... The Jared Goff I always thought he was. Mm-hmm. And the Niners are 5-0 and going into the Redskins game. Um, pretenders no more. I think the narrative is over with. Um, it's it's time to shut the fuck up, people. The Niners <laughs> are for real. This defense just put the smackdown on the Rams at home. 49ers fans showed up. The Niners were represented loud and proud uh, by the fan base out there in L.A. Mm-hmm. Matt, how are we feeling at 5-0, and man? Uh, you know, before
0: we get into my feelings real quick, I just want to read something off. Jared Goff stat line today, 13 to 24, not great, but not, you know, not miserable. He only passed for 78 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He took four sacks. He had a 60.8 quarterback rating. And for those of you keeping score at home, he averaged 3.3 yards per pass. Just to ballpark that. 3.3 yards per pass that is miserable. The 49ers defense showed up today as a championship-level defense playing with some confidence, playing yes. with confidence. And it feels great. It feels great to go to walk into the Coliseum, take all of the 49ers faithful with you, turn that into a home game on the road because L.A. is a miserable sports town. Miserable. Turn it into a home game on the road and, and, and waltz out with a dominating victory i think uh i think the announcers said it best that the score didn't indicate how badly the 49ers were beating down the rams today uh they said if it was a boxing match it would have been stopped and they said that halfway through the fourth quarter i mean the 49ers just laid the smack down on the rams today
1: yeah it was um dominating effort by the Niners defense. Um, we are the Fourth and Gold Podcast. Catch, catch us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast, um, or just follow the, the podcast on all your streaming platforms: Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. Give us a listen, subscribe, rate, review. Um, this was a game that I thought we would win, but I was kind of nervous. Of course, mm-hmm. you know when you have Aaron Donald on the other side and you're missing both your tackles. Um, I thought Aaron Donald was going to get his get his numbers regardless of who was opposing him, um, but considering. Uh, school and Brunskill didn't get their name called very much. Uh, they did what they had to do against that um, Rams defensive line. Niners showed up, pulled this victory out, twenty to seven. It is what it is, man. It's they're five and zero. Like I think the 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 doubt stops. You know, you may get your doubters here and there, but when you mm-hmm. go into L.A., you beat up on the Rams the way you did. Um, you, you can't you can't deny this team. You can't talk the way you talked. You know, you got fourth and. Fourth and goal, uh, goal line stands with, yep. with this defense. You got, you know, fourth, third down it's not being converted against this defense. Fourth down is not being converted against this defense. It's, uh, it's time to give the Niners some respect.
0: Yeah, the Rams today, 0-9 on third down, 0-4 on fourth down. The defense knows how to get off the field. And I want to give a quick shout-out to Robert Sala being a GIF monster today. <laughs> the man was super excited on the sideline. It was a ton of fun to watch. I mean, you can see that the energy he feeds into the defense and they give it right back to him. Um, you know, the Rams, they drove down on their first possession, and they drove right down the field, and they ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Jared Goff didn't even drop back to pass once. They scored a touchdown. I thought the 49ers were in trouble. But then they tightened it up. They tightened it up, and you know, they started to work. Uh, around the counters and and around the jet sweeps and around the screens and they put it together and this defense is for real and there's any other way to put it I mean when you force a team to go 0 and 13 combined on third and fourth down and four times you get the ball back to your team and you know you force punts on the other you know what is it on the other five incredible absolutely incredible because the Rams they didn't even get they got like I said they got they got down to the goal line so they did have a field goal opportunity at one point they had a, you know another fourth down it could have been a field goal but it was too late in the game and they needed a touchdown the defense took that bend don't break mentality that they'd had the last couple years when the team you know turned the ball over and they're just trying to hold teams to field goals they've evolved you know they've gotten better the pass rush is is so so goddamn good yeah, it's so much fun to watch you know, d ford had another uh another uh sack fumble today unfortunately the rams recovered but he's doing d ford things uh bosa's not going to show up a lot in the stat sheet today but he played an incredible game he was bull rushing whitworth and and the other tackle all game long armstead another monstrous day this guy is going to get paid a ton of money in the offseason and i don't think it's going to be with the 49ers um but man, you know we, we talked a little bit about the good. Let, let's go ahead and switch gears here real fast, and let's go into the what was bad for you today. I, it's, it's hard
1: to it's know, hard to, to nitpick it. a loss or yeah. a win like this. It's, yeah. Um, but the bad is still the bad is the bad is special teams again mm-hmm. two weeks in a row. Special teams. It didn't cost you the game. It didn't you know cost you anything. But you left points out there. Fifty five yard field goal uh, missed to the he missed it wide left or right whatever it was. Um, you know, you can't miss those field goals there. Special teams, you know, you you got bailed out by a penalty that came back mm-hmm. on illegal motion. Richie James, he, he really can't field that one, but the... Um, He's got to warn his guys to get the hell away from the ball. Yeah, and the block, uh, DJ Reed needs to move out of the way. And, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a mistake there. Um, that, that was really it. It's just the special teams. And then, you know, you can only ask so much from, you know, your fourth and fifth offensive tackles. And they, they did what they had to do. Against a very good uh, Rams pass rush, um, I thought they held their own. But th- it's not—it's hard to nitpick this win, um, considering this was kind of the game plan, you know. Control the clock, control control the you know the time of possession, and you know keep running it down their throat. You know the Niners had uh, what was it? I'm trying to find it here. I have it. Um, the play count: seventy six plays for the Niners, fifty for the Rams. Time of possession: thirty eight fifty two to twenty one o eight. You dominate the time of possession. You keep your defense off the field, keep them fresh, and just you know wear down this Rams defense. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they will break. They started breaking late in the game, but not enough for us to get in the end zone or anything. But enough to keep, you know, to keep them off the, their offense off the field and not get any rhythm, and uh, keep Jared Goff on a duress. So, um, special teams was my only nitpick on this. It's it's uh, it's it's good to be five and zero, man.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you with special teams, man. I said it on Twitter. Throw the whole special teams unit out. I mean, they Mm -hmm. really have to address this because in games where the defense is playing so well like they were today and you're going up against a quarterback where you put pressure on him like Jared Goff, which we've been saying for weeks now. All offseason we've been saying it. Yeah. You put pressure on Jared Goff. He's not that good, and that's exactly what they did today, and Jared Goff proved that he is – the most overpaid quarterback in the NFL. People can scream up and down about how Jimmy Garoppolo is overpaid, and he didn't play so great today. We'll get into that here in a second. But Jared Goff is the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. I know we talked about with Tommy where he said, you know, every year it's a discount, and we say the same thing. But Goff ain't it, man. He's not the guy. He's he's much more what we thought he was going to be his rookie year under Jeff Fisher than he is what we everybody assumed he was going to be under McVay. Um, yeah. after, his, after his you know sophomore season where he broke out. Um, yeah, special teams, man. you know Richie James, he doesn't field punts very well. I don't know if they have to make an adjustment there. I don't know if DJ Reed's the answer back there. I don't know if Dante Pettis is the answer back there. Um, he doesn't look super good returning kicks either. I know it sounds like I have a vendetta against Richie James because of all the offseason talk. I don't. I'm just getting really sick and tired of him waving for a fair catch and then not catching the ball and then watching it bounce 20 yards further than it did. Um, you know, this the the kicker, they missed the field goal. A lot of people were trying to throw shade at the long snapper. Hey, look, that 55-yard field goal, perfect snap, perfect hold. Robbie Gold missed the field goal. Plain That's and on simple. Robbie, yeah. Plain and simple. He missed that field goal. Everybody wants to <laughs> sit here and, and blame the long snapper. Look, long snapper was a lot of the issue on Monday night against the Browns. This week the long snapper was fine. He did he did he did a fine job. No issues there. And Robbie Gold was missing field goals before this long snapper. So this yeah. isn't new. This isn't new, guys. Nothing 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 changed here. Robbie Gold is is like well I guess he made a couple more today. So I guess he's 9 of 14 on the year yeah. or something like that. It's it's whatever it is. It's not great. And you know from being the most accurate kicker in the NFL to what it is now. That's fine. But hey, like you said, we're nitpicking here. Yeah, this is a road division now. win. Road division win. Uh, so let's jump into the the not so good. What, what, what fell into the not so good for you?
1: Uh, not so good was just the rushing offense for me. Um, I understand there's reasons why it wasn't so good. You know, you're missing Kyle Juszczyk. You're missing both your tackles. Um, this is kind of what the Niners' rushing offense may look like going forward. Um, but they're not going to face guys like Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, um, even. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but, you know, not everyone has those type of guys on their defensive line to run against. I think the Niners' rush offense will get back on track, but today's rush offense wasn't the greatest. But it was enough to keep um, L.A.'s offense off the field. You know, you had Breida uh, Brita and Coleman um, combined for less than 80 yards. Um, you know, Coleman for 18 for 45 and a touchdown. Breida 13 for 36, Mostert 4 for 13. Jimmy had a nice uh, little five-yard or a uh, four-yard run for the first down mm-hmm. late in the game. Or yeah, it was late in the game. Uh, Debo on the reverse that didn't work. So rushing totals, forty-one for ninety-nine at two point four average. That's gonna that's gonna chink the Niners' um, season average on you know rushing r- rush yards for the season. But I think they get it back on track once they figure a few things out. And you're not facing guys like Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers every week. So that's there's that's my biggest. Not so good was the rush offense.
0: Yeah, my not so good was Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to be to be specific, because I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a different Jimmy here in a little bit, um, but Jimmy Garoppolo to me, he looked a little bit off today. I don't want to say he was miserable. Uh, the flea flicker should have been caught by Marquise Goodwin. I think that would have been a, a big game changer there. Yep. Um, it, it hit him in the chest. Like, that's the ball he has to come down with. Yeah, Jimmy was a little bit shy on it. You know, he. Um, Kind of underthrew it. He underthrew it just a little bit. But at the same time, you're a professional receiver. you got to catch that ball. Um, The Coleman uh, drop right on the one-yard line. Uh, I think it was Dante Fowler did a good job of knocking Coleman off of the the timing of the route and Mm -hmm. chipped him a little bit. And that kind of messed it up. But again, it's a pass that hit him in the hands. Uh, Jimmy should have thrown a pick six right before halftime. Uh, Corey Littleton, who I'm a big fan of. If you've heard me do any guest spots on any of the other podcasts I've been on, I've been touting Corey Littleton as as, as a really good player, and I think he's very underrated. Uh, he dropped a, a a sure six points, a sure six points, and uh, that wasn't great. Uh, Jimmy does have a little bit of an issue of staring down some receivers and and not being able to make uh, to make adjustments. In in that event where he he kind of tunnel visions a little bit Um, But again, we're nitpicking here because Garoppolo is was 24 of 33 for 243 yards You know, he did have the interception in end zone Um, That play was a little weird So it looks like they were trying to kind of set up a screen for Debo Samuel And then when that didn't work Debo sort of broke to the end zone and it looks like he was kind of trying to throw a fade to Debo But it was it was super crowded right there Uh, No matter how you shake it. It was it was a bad throw um you know, he ended with an 80 quarterback rating. Offense didn't look good pretty much all game, really, but but still it, it's a dominating win. And and they took advantage of, of, the, of the opportunities they were given. Um and, and then there's certain guys that showed out today for Jimmy, uh Kittle, eight for 103. You know, he had that big 45 yard catch and run that set him up before the interception. Uh, Dante Pettis came down with a couple key receptions. Uh, Debo had a you know a couple first down pickups. Marquise Goodwin same thing. Kendrick Bourne one catch eleven yards, but I'll tell you what that was a huge catch. Yes, it was. You know he ran a little uh, a little angle pivot route. route. yeah. He ran a pivot route. Pivot, yep. The yeah, pivot route, know. and they hit him, and, and it worked out pretty well. So really, again, like we said, we're in the pick in here. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and Jimmy Jimmy fumbled the ball, but.
1: It's Aaron Donald, man. Aaron Donald touched them on that one. That's, Aaron Donald's uh... gonna
0: do Aaron Donald's gonna do Aaron Donald things. You, who's it? Who's the old uh, Who's the old Sports Center guy? You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, that's pretty much when you're playing Aaron Donald. That's what you're. That's what you're hoping for when you get your offense out there. You're not gonna stop him. You can only hope to contain him. He had the sack right out of the gate, and I thought, oh man, they're in trouble. But then you know they they really put it together, and then he did have the 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 forced fumble later on in the game, which which they did recover, which Corey Littleton recovered, actually. Um, but that's my not-so-good. You know, moving into the good. The good well, I mean, of this game, which is me a majority of this podcast here. Cause yeah. The so good was the real, best part.
1: With, with the Jimmy thing, uh, just to touch on that. um, I, I didn't – I'm not going to say he wasn't – I thought he was fine um, because he had stretches of being super effective and efficient. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, mm-hmm. you know, when you get in the red zone, and this is where you gotta give some credit to the Rams defense. Um, they they did what they had to do, stopping the run and, you know, allow, not allowing things to get behind them. Um and I, he kept, you know, he kept the Niners on the field with the effective passes. Um, you know, he made a lot of nice throws today. The one to Kittle, the one to Dante Pettis where da- Dante went up and got it. Mm-hmm. Um the one yeah. t- that pivot route to Kendrick Bornle you just mentioned. So he had he had I think Jimmy had maybe two or three bad throws today. Uh, not including the picks, then then it's probably three or four. Um, the fumble—that's that's Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald, right? Um, you know, we're both you know, we're nitpicking, but I want to make sure that people understand we're not like killing Jimmy on this. It's just I wanted to see a little bit more out of Jimmy. Right. But if if Markey's good and catches that ball, we're looking at a 300-yard game potentially. So right, this this um, is the not so good. This isn't the yeah, bad. This yeah, this is the so not so just, good. It's um, I thought Jimmy was fine. It's um. Mm-hmm. When you're missing both tackles and you're, you're fullback, you know, these, these things tend to happen. But, um, but yeah, let's get into the, the good then.
0: All right, so I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, the good for me was the pass rush. Insane. And it's Insane. something we haven't been able to say about this team in, in years since we had Alden and Justin Smith out on the line. We haven't been able to say this pass rush is just unreal. They kept Jared Goff under pressure the whole game. Four, they only got four sacks, which it's really a result of them not even trying to drop back to pass. Um, I, I think the, the Rams' first two drives, I think Jared Goff dropped back twice. He was sacked once. And they were like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. Yeah. So the pass rush is, is legit. I mean, you're talking they're only sending four guys most of the time. They sent five guys a couple times in, in six uh, I saw once or twice. Uh, you know, Solomon Thomas. He got a legitimate sack today, and for all of the hard time I give him, he had a legitimate sack today. Uh, you know he beat he beat the hell out of the guard and hit Jared Goff. Ford knew what was happening. Um, it, Ronald Blair was gifted a sack when when the pocket collapsed and Goff kind of cla- tripped over one of his one of his uh, his offensive linemen, Eric Armstead and D Ford combined for a sack, and of course D Ford had the, uh, the 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 strip. The strip fumble, sack, sack fumble, uh, where he's knocked the ball out. Uh, it, but man, that that pass rush is it's legit and it's scary. And, and offensive teams need uh, opposing teams need to game plan on how to deal with that because it is it's like I said, it's legit. I I don't know what
1: else to say about it. It's, it's incredible. It, it's an, it's incredible. It's it's dangerous when you get a lead. <clears throat> like the Niners did, you know, whether it was fourteen to seven, seventeen to seven, twenty to seven. <clears throat> the pass rush is coming and uh D Ford, you know, he has extreme get off. Bosa, you know, he didn't he didn't show up in the stat sheet today, but he was constantly putting mm-hmm. your work on his ass. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh it's it's remarkable to watch, you know, and the Niners completely not only with the pass rush, their rush defense completely you know, shut the run down in the second half. Um it was just insane of what this Niners defense can do. Um, I'm I'm with you. Um, and I, the pass rush. You know, you, like Richard Sherman said last week, you rush, we cover. And mm-hmm. the, the rush is getting there. And there was nowhere to go with the ball. You know, the Niners secondary played very, very well. Um, Jimmy Ward, Kwasi Tart, Sherman, again, Emmanuel Mosley, again with you know he he, he had man, early. Early big hit on the wide receiver. I forget which wide receiver it was, but he Cooper stuck him pretty good. Cooper you know, Cut. just set the tone. Um, you know, some of these Rams wide receivers didn't like the contact. We know Brandon Cooks doesn't like the contact because his injury history. Um, it's you know we we've been saying it. I've been saying it for before the podcast. I, I was never on board with Sean McVay as this type of offensive genius. Um, you know he's he's very good. You know, like like we've been saying, Plan A, Plan B. He had no idea what the hell was going on. He had nothing. He had no adjustments for this uh, Niners defense. Um, even considering, you know, no Gurley, you still you still ran the ball down the Niners throat the first first drive, and you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't make any adjustments. You couldn't do anything in your pass game. Um, you know, I, I think Kyle Shanahan had a headed out for this one, and you know I thought he was getting a little too cute in the first half, but. Um, The Niners' defense is for real. The the hot boys, the linebackers, again, showing up all over the field. Um, Quan and and Fred Warner are underrated um, outside of the Niners, you know, Niner faithful. Um, They need to be recognized. It's, um, It's remarkable to watch. It's been a long time coming, and this defense is for real.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think you hit it on the head right there. Look, McVay was under Shanahan. People forget that. People like to think, "Oh, yeah, McVay was on that was on that that Redskins coaching staff." He coached underneath Shanahan. Shanahan moved on because because his, his old man was fired from the Redskins. McVay stuck around. Shanahan's the master, and McVay is is the young Padawan, or yeah. however you want however you want to put it. <laughs> and I think that showed today, where where Shanahan. And here's I'm gonna get into my next good point. The 49ers won today. On the road, a division game, a 3 and 0 on the road, by the way. Yes. Well, underrated fact right there. They're 3 and 0 on the road, which a lot of almost no one had them going 3 and 0 on the road. 3 and 0 on the road. No one had them going 5 and 0 either. No, yeah, exactly. But especially 3 and 0 on the road considering the uh, traveling across the country and then going to LA. No one had them 3 and 0. The 49ers won today. Without an all-pro left tackle, without a Pro Bowl caliber right tackle, and without the guy that Booger McFarland is ready to crown as the greatest offensive thing to happen since forever in Kyle Juszczyk. But Kyle Juszczyk is actually useful despite Booger actually liking him. We can ignore what Booger said. Kyle Juszczyk actually very good. They won today without them. On the road in a division game. And I don't think that's being talked about enough. Yeah. You take the starting left and right tackle away from any team and tell them to go on the road in a division game and to win against the defending champions from their conference, not going to be able to do it. Just not going to be able to do it. The 49ers are winning despite their injuries, and this is something they're taking a big step from the last couple years. Because the last couple years, injuries like this would have buried them. Yeah. We talked about it before the year started. That, that injuries to, to McGlinchey or Staley would have been devastating. Well, they're yeah. dealing with injuries to both of them, and they're overcoming them right now. And that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible, and I don't think that's being talked about enough because, oh, like I said, man, these are just games they would have lost in the past. And, yeah. And, and they're finding a way, and the depth is there, and, and, and the system is in place, and the players are there, and it's just... It's all clicking, and it's all working. The offense wasn't completely in sync today, but Mark Schlereth said it the best on the broadcast. He said it's the Anaconda offense. It's not going to beat you with big plays. It's just going to slowly constrict the life out of you, and you could see it in the second half. Fort Irons weren't moving the ball particularly well up and down the field, but the way they were just running the ball and beating the Rams' defense into the ground repeatedly and over and over and over again, they didn't want to play today. By the time yeah. the second half came out and, and, you know, the Niners got the lead and they started just to run the ball, the Rams didn't want to be out there anymore. And if that's what the 49ers can do and they can just beat you into submission with boring football, I don't care. I'm here for it. Give me boring football if it yeah. wins football games.
1: I'll take boring football, strong run game, strong defensive line um, any day. And, you know, there's a transition going on in the NFL with, you know, the run game, old school football is kind of making its way back. Um, I'm starting to take notice to it, you know, I'm, I gotta, mm-hmm. look, I gotta dig into the numbers, but, you know, running the ball, you know, not, as, in, not as much passing, um, might be just the way to get back to it, you know, you, you, cause defenses have been built to stop the pass and not stop the run. And then you have teams like the Niners who are built to run first. So you take advantage of other teams, you know, misconstructions of their defense um, that's something that I, I'm going to have to take a deep dive into. Um, but, you know, I, I prefer this type of type of win. You know, at not one point did I get nervous during this game. Yes, I thought Kyle Shanahan was getting too cute with that goal line play. You know, run the ball. You have Breida. You have Coleman. You have Mostert. You got Jeff Wilson was active today. Like, you have the ability to do that. You know, you made it closer than it needed to be, leaving points on the board um, or leaving points off the board, excuse me. Uh, so, it's um, – the Niners are they're they're legit, man. It's just there's not much, not much to pick on. Not much to to other than that, you know that. We said that this team should be you know four and one, three and two at this point. They're five and zero. They are well on their way to a playoff spot. Well on their way to either a wild card or division title because we can't count on the damn Browns to do anything. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: it's uh that you
0: goddamn know measuring stick of the
1: Browns. Yeah, way to go, <laughs> Browns. You fucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You had – they had that game. I was watching it too. They had that game. But um, it, it, it's um, – this team should not – you know, we said – you know, I, I said the biggest injuries would be Joe Staley, Mike McGlinsey. They're winning in spite of it. But how long can they do that? You know, that, that would be my next question. You know, you don't want to keep – you don't want to roll out your fourth and fifth tackle for too long. You know, Joe Staley, like I said, should be backed by the Carolina game. Carolina's defense is legit. That could be a game that can, you know – Catch the Niners, and it would be a tough game to, to win that one because of their pass rush and their and their linebackers. Um, hopefully Joe is back by then, and then you figure it out on the right side. Um, but, you know, you don't want to win games with without your best guys on the field, and they're doing that, but it's not something I don't think they can sustain that, um, in my personal opinion, because of the defenses that are coming up, um, especially the Carolina yeah. one. That's the one that concerns me the most.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and – it sounds crazy because at the beginning of the year we were saying like, oh, they just got to make it through with wins in the beginning of their schedule and it eases up a little bit. But, man, it just looks easier and easier because some of these teams are a mess. Like, I legitimately thought the Redskins were going to be a decent team this year. I thought they were going to go out and compete, and they're just the one-point winners in Miami. All right, come on. That's that's not great. I know they got to travel across country, but they – that's a game where they can really look to get back on track the Redskins do have a good defensive line so I, I do look at is that being a a good test for the 49ers offensive line and the run game and stuff but their offense is just garbage so the the defense is gonna run through them um, and then after that you know Carolina like you said then they get Arizona Seattle Arizona and Arizona can't get out of their own way they won today I believe by one. Because the Falcons missed an extra point. Yep. So the Falcons find
1: new ways to lose too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when
0: so when Robert Sala becomes a head coach next year, please no. You know they can just uh, bring in Dan Quinn. No. To come back in and run the defense.
1: No. <laughs> no. Give me Sala for at least two more years and then let him go. Yeah.
0: No. Robert Sala. He's he's my next good point. Robert Sala and this defense, man. I, I say at the beginning. He's he's feeding the energy in, and he's getting the energy back, and it's yeah. it's it's great to see. You know, you love to see a guy that pumped up on the sideline, and to have a defensive coordinator like. Because when Fangio is a coordinator, you know he's up in the booth and he's doing like Fangio things. <laughs> Robert Sala, I, I've said it a thousand times I'll say it again. He looks like he could still be playing linebacker. He could be playing linebacker in the NFL, like how big he is. Like he looks like he's in the weight room with the players, um, and the bond. That the that, that him and the players have it's 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 nice to see, it's nice to see kind of come to fruition because I know he's been on the hot seat for the last couple of years, but he that's wasn't on the
1: hot seat. That's the hot seat from the media. That's not he was never on the hot seat. And that's, uh, I had him,
0: I had him on the hot seat, but he because, shouldn't because, have been. And and you're, this is you're where we should. This right. is
1: this is where me and you we can get to talking. He should have never been on the hot seat to begin with. You don't have. You don't have your quarterback, which is very important for a football team in, in, in general. So mm-hmm. you keep your offense, your defense is consistently on the field. They're getting tired. Then you don't, the Niners don't draft a, they, dra- they thought Solomon Thomas was their edge rusher. That didn't work out. So now you're, you know, you're working with a, a short deck on defense and an offense that isn't clicking. So the first year is Brian Hoyer, C.J. Bethard. We saw what Sala could do. In those last five games, when the Niners' offense would stay on the field and he had mm-hmm. a fresh defense to mm-hmm. attack the opposing offenses, um, last year was last year. But when the Niners controlled time of possession, he could scheme it up. You saw the pass rush get there. You saw the defense, you know, scheme it up. I just I was never in that group of fire Robert Sala. It was I wasn't, I wasn't. It didn't make sense him. to me.
0: I wasn't saying fire him. I had him on a hot seat. Every time Earl Mitchell dropped into coverage, a little part oh, of my yeah, soul yeah, yeah. died.
1: Yeah, that got, that um, got annoying. That got very that, annoying.
0: That got to me a little bit. And then we saw a little bit in the preseason this year too, where they dropped Solly Solomon. The, oh my in, god, in the, in the coverage and he got beat by a running back because of course he did. He should be getting beat by running
1: back. <laughs> um, yeah, those those yes yeah right. I'm I'm with you on that. But as far as so, like the so whole some hot of those seat things, thing, that was kind of where I had him. Sort of on the hot seat. I'm not
0: saying he should have been fired. You know, now it's nice to see him get the players and get the pass rush, and he no longer has to have a head coach come out and say, "Well, we got guys like Cassius Marsh," and it's hard to beat those. <laughs> we don't have that anymore. Yeah, the 49ers have Nick Bosa and they got D Ford that are terrorizing off the edge. Uh, like I said, Solomon Thomas got his sack today. Eric Armstead is in line to make a ton of money, and DeForest Buckner continues to be one of the most underrated players in the NFL. And I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. I'm okay um, with that.
0: Um it, but let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on from the good. I, okay. I think we've covered the good. So give me your do you want to start with player or player of the game?
1: Uh let's go with I whichever, it doesn't matter. Player. Right, hit, hit
0: player. me hit me hit me with your player then. Who's your player of the game um, today?
1: player of the game for me was Dante Pettis. Okay. Um he his, his stat line wasn't gaudy. Um, however, he made contested catches, which has been an issue all season. He came up big for this team, um, in the second half. And then of course in the first half with some good receptions, um, run after the catch. I didn't, you know, I didn't think he was great or anything, but this is, you know, this is what we, we need from Dante Pettis. You have to make these contested catches, go up and get it. He went up and got it. Um, you know, I doubt, I think that one, the one at the goal line where he, he was stopped at the goal line, uh, that's the one where Coleman, you know, dropped the pass. That should have been seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought Dante played really well. I thought he played really good, really good today, and I thought he was the player of the game for me. Um, it's what I wanted to see out of him. You know, make those contested catches, catch in traffic, do what you got to do there, and uh, maybe get some more opportunity in this offense going forward. You know, the Redskins' defense isn't that good. Hopefully, we see a little bit more Pettis next week.
0: Yeah, and his his almost catch in the end zone was incredible.
1: Oh my god. Yep. incredible. Oh. He got
0: he, one foot in; he was just barely out. Just barely out. That's a college touchdown. Um, that's that's the kind of play you expect to see out of a, a second year, uh, a second round, second receiver. round pick. Yep, second round pick. That's exactly the kind of stuff you want to see. So I, I'm hoping they got a, a fire lit underneath him because he's shown he can be dynamic. And, and you know, he had the big catch down to the two, but his bigger catch was was on. I think it was like third and five. Yeah, and they hit him, and just after the catch, he was electric. Yeah. Uh, hit the ball in the his hand, um, he was also a very good blocker downfield today. Uh, Something that's not really going to get a whole lot of, of no, press it's, coverage. Um, press. Uh, screen passes and, and little short passes. He did a good job of getting you know just a body on a corner and opening up just a little bit of a a running lane for either Breda or Coleman or Kittle or whatever else was going on. Uh, yeah, I think Kittle played a or excuse me, I think Pettis played a very very good game. Um my player of the game, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward played a phenomenal game today. This is actually the second in a row. Because uh, him and Jaquaski Tart put together a very, very solid performance against the Browns. And a lot of people aren't talking about it because they just beat him so badly that they, just, you know, it's not really something you pay attention to. Jimmy Ward and Joukowsky Tart. All right, first and a second-round pick. Yep they were brought in they are both on extra contracts with this team the organization loves these guys and jimmy ward he, 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 the big bugaloo about both of these guys has been can they stay healthy when healthy jimmy ward is a good football player i know me and you both like kind of ragged on the team for not addressing the safety position because mm-hmm. all off season because you know they need somebody they can they can rely on but while jimmy ward is healthy good football player yes really good football player he's a first round pick for a reason they finally have him in a spot where they're leaving him at safety and not moving him around all over the place um you know let him come down cover the slot man to man when they when they decide to blitz and i actually kind of love it because he does have that cornerback background uh you know he had to stop the fourth and one run that the that the rams failed on jimmy warden on the stop Yep. Uh later in the game, they had a third they had a third and 2 and a fourth and 2 and Jimmy Ward gets back-to-back pass breakups. And just it sealed the game. Once he did once he broke up that fourth down pass, game over. I had zero concerns that the team was going to because that was right after because that was on the possession after the Jimmy turnover. So so Jimmy Garoppolo gets stripped. Uh the Rams recover, they drive to, you know, they get the ball. I think it's like 36 to start. so they're already in kind of scoring position and jimmy ward makes those plays on third and fourth down and i think it's a little vindication for him because i think a lot of 49ers fans have been super low on him for a long time you know us us included to a point us included um but jimmy ward player of the game because i think he came up in the exact right times um and they only called his name in a good way, which when you're playing safety is exactly what you want to happen on a broadcast.
1: Yeah. And, you know, with the Jimmy Ward thing, um, that's not to say that Tavares Moore was terrible or anything like that. It's just maybe I, I, we have to – I guess I'm, we're going to have to give the defense and um, the defensive staff and front office a little bit of credit. They saw something in Jimmy Ward that, you know, some of us didn't see. And I think part of that is because his injury history and, you know, you you mm-hmm. your best ability is availability and he hasn't been available. Um, I thought uh, with Jimmy Ward, I think it was his second year. Was that with Tom Sula? Uh, they, they moved him around a lot. He was, at one point, one of the best nickel corners in football. So I thought he had some value. But then, you know, you, you break your collarbone. You break your arm. You know, these injuries just start piling up. He had a foot issue early on in his career. And hopefully he just stays healthy. That's the biggest thing with him. And, you know, I put it on Twitter today. Jimmy Ward, I owe you an apology. Today, you know, you, you made two, heck, three Game-changing you know, changing plays, mm-hmm. um, that's big time. That's what you want from your safety. That's what you want from that eraser position, like Robert Sala would say. Um, he balled his ass out. He's been balling for two games. Um, and he, you know, when, when your pass rush can get home, you can play free, you can play fast, and they are uh, playing fast and free in the secondary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Secondary, like you said, fast and free. No longer are they stuck back there for six seconds. Yep. The pass rush is getting home. And they're playing with a reckless abandon, that is nice to see. Um, so, you know, moving on from that, your play of the game. What, what was the what was the play that that made the game for you?
1: Um, my play of the game was the. I had it written down here. I don't know if I deleted it. I hope I didn't delete it. Um, no, you go ahead. I'm, while I find it, you go. You go.
0: Okay. So my play of the game. It's very simple. It's the first play of the second half. Yeah, so the Rams take the Rams take over the ball, and they fumble. And Eric Armstead, again, comes up with a big turnover. This guy, I mean, he's just consistent with this guy. He's going to be continually making plays. Eric Armstead comes up with a fumble. He brings the ball to the sideline. The sideline goes from, you know, it's 7-7 at that point. You know, are the Rams going to drive down and score a touchdown? Are they going to get some points? Well, you don't really know. Boom. 49ers get the ball on, like, the 19-yard line. Of the Rams, and they put, they punched in for a touchdown, and I think that was a complete tone setter for the rest of the game, because the first half was was kind of a jumbled mess. The second half is when the beatdown happened, and I think it all started with the Rams kind of pissing away a pitch and dropping the ball. Uh, Jer, uh, uh, Henderson, third round pick Daryl Henderson, yeah. uh, he dropped the pitch from from Jared Goff. Or Eric that comes up with it. Like I said, I think it's completely changed the whole outlook of the game. The 49ers punched in with a touchdown, something they've been kind of bad about. We touched on it when we talked about the Browns game where they weren't taking advantage of of the turnovers. And they did. They did this time. They took advantage of it. And I think after that, once that happened, I think I was convinced that, all right, the 49ers are going to win this game.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, have my four, I have my play of the game. My play of the game... Uh, was the goal line stand, uh, fourth and one, um, right before the half. We're mm-hmm. going, you know, it was about six minutes left in the first half. Um, you know, Niners are, it's 7-7 still. You know, that that could have been a, a game-altering uh, score had they got in. Um, Malcolm Brown up the middle for one, no gain. Malcolm Brown up the middle for one, no gain. So back-to-back plays uh, at the third um Third and fourth and one, Niners hold for him. That's my play of the game. You know, shout out to Quan, DJ Jones, Armstead, and and Jimmy Ward for clogging up the middle um, and not allowing that score to happen. You know, you you know you you shut down, you punch this def this offense in the mouth, um, and then of course your your offense, the Niners offense, just kept punching them. The Rams' defense in the mouth, but this—that uh, was a game setter, a tone setter going into the half. That you know you can hang with these boys. They're just the Rams. They're not anyone else that we haven't you know beaten before. Um, they're not that. They're not that much better than the Niners. Um, the measuring stick is set. Cool. We beat that measuring stick. So now y'all got to catch up to us. And that uh, fourth and one, third and one, back to back stops for my plays of the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, tone setters. And that's what this defense seems to come up with, is they come up with tone setters the whole time. And, hey, look, the 49ers are 5-0, and but you know what? It's on to Washington.
1: It's on to Washington. Before we to get to Red Washington, Skits. I want to um, just say, George Kittle is the best tight end in football, and it's not for debate. It's not even close. No. you know, I sh- Much respect to, to, to Ertz and Kelsey, but neither of them do what Kittle does in the run game and then after the catch. I'm sorry.
0: And I'm giving zero respect to Zach Ertz right now because I have Zach Ertz on multiple fantasy teams and that MFR cannot come down with more than 10 points a week. So, all the disrespect to Zach Ertz.
1: Part part of the part of the Zach Ertz thing is their their Eagles offense has been pretty been pretty bad. Um, it's true. It's true but, all the disrespect. All the disrespect
0: <laughs> to Zach Ertz. George Kittle far and away the best tight end in football. It's not even close. Schlereth was all over that today. He kept saying that over and over and over again, and he's absolutely right. George, George. Kittle is a monster.
1: George Kittle is is the best tight end in football. I'm going to keep saying I said it halfway through last year, and I got a bunch of Eagles friends who were like, no, nah, Zach. I'm like, bro, when you force feed Zach, of course it's, his receptions are going to be what they are. His yards are going to be what they are. But Kittle had, what, 88 receptions and 1,300 yards, whereas um, Ertz had like 112 or 113 receptions and not even close to the yardage the Kittle had same thing with with uh kelsey but kelsey did have 1,300 yards with that high-powered chiefs offense but for george to do what he's done um he did in his first year with hoyer and cj and then of course jimmy comes in second year a little bit with jimmy all of it with um uh mullins and, and cj and then this year again he's starting to heat up and we're seeing it and uh, George Kittle is the best tight end in football. There is no room for debate. That's all pro tight end George Kittle. Like We need to uh, – I think he gets plenty of respect. I think he does, but I don't, I don't want to hear this debate anymore, Kelsey and Ertz and blah, 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 blah. No, it's, this is – what you've done in the past doesn't count. Right now, George Kittle is the best tight end in football.
0: Easily, easily. But, you know, while you touched on Ertz, I think we can kind of take a look around
1: the league right now. The league sucks right now. The NFC is a mess. Teams with losses, I cannot relate right now.
0: The NFC is a mess. The NFC East is the biggest mess of them all. We had the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Jets today. Let that sink in. The Jets. Now, granted, they got I Sam the Darnold back. You picked the Jets. I picked it the Jets, him. and I
1: put money on it.
0: Hey, look, I, I won a bunch of money today on the Saints and the 49ers winning. So, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I won a bunch of money today, too. Anyway, the the Saints look like they might be the closest thing to a legit team any NFC other than the 49ers maybe Carolina but even Carolina hasn't really had a a strong defensive test for Kyle Allen yeah I like Kyle Allen I think he's pretty good I don't think he's I don't think he's world-beating you know I I think he'll struggle when he comes up against a really strong defense but I mean you look around the league especially the NFC the NFC's like Atlanta is trash Dallas just lost to the Jets you're looking at you know, Minnesota beat Philly today, but what is Kirk Cousins? What was Minnesota? Are they actually good? Like I said, New Orleans seems like the only team that, that would be able to compete with the 49ers right now in the NFC. I know I sound kind of homerish.
1: I don't care. That's how confident I am in this team right now. Um the NFC I think the Eagles are Eagles are going through through a lot of injuries, so I will give them a little bit of pass. Uh, the Cowboys are exactly who I thought they'd be. Um, Packers are really, really good. The Vikings are good. But, you know, surprise, when you pass to your top two targets, you're going to put up points. They legitimately beat the shit out of the Eagles today. Um, The Bears, I do not care. I don't like Mitch, so that doesn't matter to me. Detroit plays Green Bay on Monday night. We'll find out more about Detroit. The Saints are legit. Yep. For them to go, I mean, I guess I can't really say too much about it because Teddy Bridgewater was a playoff caliber quarterback before he, you know, his leg mm-hmm. basically fell off, mm-hmm. um, and now he's back playing football Unexpected, and expected, and he playing at a high level. Um, the Jags do have a good defense, so you know, for them to win that game the way they did, that shows a lot of grit with them, and they do have a really good defense in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. The Panthers, like you said, Kyle Allen. You know, we'll see. But he's, you know, he's four and zero. So there's something there. The kid can play pretty well. And then, of course, yeah. the NFC West is probably the best division in in the NFC right now. Um, Seattle. They were down by 20, I believe it was, against the Browns. They come back all the way back and and beat the Browns. Um, you got to give some credit there. Um, their defense isn't as isn't what it used to be. That's for sure. They had zero yeah. pressures. The Seattle Seahawks had zero <laughs> pressures against the Browns, who allowed four sacks to the Niners, and I believe it was eleven QB pressures um, to the Niners last week.
0: Uh, nine alone to Nick Bosa. Yeah,
1: nine alone to Nick Bo- to, one um, to one player. The the Rams. We saw what the Rams are. They're going through a transition as well. Um, they do have a lot of injuries, and you know it's just they're. It's a Super Bowl hangover. I think the Super Bowl hangover thing is real. And then the Cardinals, I don't care. I don't like Carla Murray. I don't like the air raid offense. Um, their defense is atrocious. Um, they were up big, and then they, they allow the, the Falcons to come back. But the Falcons, you know, they they find new ways to lose each week. Free Mohamed Sanu. Send Mohamed Sanu to the, to the Niners, please. I'll take that trade any day of the week. In um, mm-hmm. the AFC, the the Chiefs look beatable and they lost today and they lost yep they lost again
0: today uh you're looking like the patriots beat down on the giants okay um
1: the it, patriots have the easiest schedule in football i don't i don't i'm not taking that much oh i'm not i don't know what to think of the patriots to be honest with you oh i'm going to go on a little bit of a rant right now go ahead because i had i had a friend that said
0: uh, the 49ers haven't beaten anybody yet <laughs> okay okay yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to set that so i, so I brought i the patriots because the Patriots, the only good team the Patriots have beaten have been the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are a legit team this year. I, I'll I'll say that they went on the road into Buffalo and they won. Josh Allen gave them that game, but they won.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, but they're six zero. Well, they haven't beaten anybody. Well, you know they they've won, they've won six titles in the last twenty years. Okay, okay. <laughs> the NFL is a very much a "What have you done for me lately" league. And the 49ers are 5-0. So they are they are the most legit team in the NFC right now. Don't care what anybody says. They went on the road into, into a division rivalry, and they won. But you know what? I want everybody. I want everybody to keep sleeping on the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I prefer keep it that way. thinking
0: this team is just not good. Because this team is going to come out and have it say They're going to punch you in the mouth. And I love it. I love that about this defense. It's the 2011 Niners, all over again. A stout defense, getting scraping by an offense. Not doing great, but they're getting by. This team's gonna be real good. Yeah, they, this team's gonna be really good.
1: You know, I we went through the we did the season predictions. You know, we we're both in that nine and seven, ten and six range. I don't think either one of us predicted five and zero. Oh. Um, maybe at this point, maybe it was four and one, three and two. You know, we'd be happy considering the last couple of years. Um, but they're, 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 they win gritty. They beat, you know, the Steelers game is a gritty win. This Rams game is a gritty win. Two blowout wins to the uh, Bengals and the, um, the Browns last week. And mm-hmm. then a defensive effort <clears throat> in Tampa on week one. Um, they're winning in every which way. They're beating the teams they're supposed to, they've blown out the teams they're supposed to. Um, you know, there's there's some more tests coming down the road. Of course, um, in the second half of the year, you still got you know you still got the Packers, you still got Seahawks twice. So it's going to be interesting going down the stretch. But five and zero sets you up in prime position to make the playoffs. And this team right now is a playoff contender, a playoff team, and that's I think is more than what a lot of folks could have asked for at this point.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, both of us had the team at three and two at this mm-hmm. point, and they're five and zero. Yeah. So we're sitting, we had him at three and two, and we were predicting nine and seven, ten and six is about where we were sitting. Yeah. And the, so uh, um, two wins to that. So we're looking at 12 and four and 11 and five. Yeah. If and, you, if you take us at our predictions.
1: And then, you know, if he, the football gods, they've, they haven't been that great to us this year with the injuries we've gotten, but they're giving us some breaks, um, on things. You know, we're, we're getting, we're getting breaks as far as other teams. You know, no big Ben. Um, James Winston likes to throw interceptions. You know, those yeah. things are, you know, we're getting it's kind of split right now, fifty-fifty. The Niners are, are you know taking their um, taking the gifts that have been given to them and, and taking advantage of it. Um, yeah. And you know here they are. You know you go get now we have to go play a Redskins team um, that looks terrible at all levels, uh, defensively, offensively. They beat they barely beat the Dolphins. Um, that tells you more than enough about the Redskins. So,
0: hey, I, I love my wife. So I had to, I had to slog through the tank ball today. <laughs> I watched I watched most of the Redskins and Dolphins game. I stopped watching towards the end because it ran past the 4 o'clock, so obviously I'm going to watch the 49ers game. Um, I watched most of it. The Redskins defensive line is legit. Yeah. They're actually good. It's Alabama. They, they, we, 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 talk about, we talk about all the first-round talent that is on the 49ers defensive line. The Redskins pretty much have the exact same thing, just not in consecutive years yeah. <laughs> like the Niners do. Um, but they've got a lot of talent on the defensive line. Um, this kid, uh, Terry McLaurin, Real deal wide receiver rookie out of Ohio State. Uh, We'll get into this more during this week. I don't think the Redskins are as big of a pushover as other teams think, as other folks think they're going to be. Is your wife listening? No, I don't think so.
1: Are you you saying that because your wife's in the the, house? The lights,
0: the the lights off in the hallway, (laughs) so I think I'm good. Um, And she doesn't, she doesn't listen to these podcasts anyway. no, I, 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 think they're going to win. I think they're going to win easily, but I don't think it's going to be like a, a fifty to nothing blowout, like a lot of people are predicting right now. Yeah, already, I don't think it's going to be one of those. Um, what in the world? Yeah, is you know, going the 49ers, Hey, look, five and zero on to Washington. The NFL wide open right now. There's two undefeated teams. One resides in New England, and one resides in Santa Clara.
1: Yeah, and right now, Sunday Night football's on. The Steelers are beating up on the Chargers. Fourteen nothing. What the hell is going on here? Uh, the Yankees game's on, so there's some good sports still going on tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch the Yankees game instead. <laughs> uh, but that should cover for today. The Niners yes, win sir. 20-7, to going to L.A., completely dominate, um, and punch, punch the Rams in the mouth, put the rest of the NFC and the NFL on notice that the Niners are for real. They are back. They are here. Um, until next week, we do ask you to subscribe, rate, review. Um, follow us on Twitter, at JavierVeg, underscore, and you can follow my guy, Matt, at MattBar, underscore. And we have... A really big giveaway coming. Yes, it is coming. I just really got some big confirmation coming. on that, so it's we, coming. We
0: did, just get, we did just get some confirmation on it. Really big giveaway, so please get those reviews in. Leave your Twitter handle in the review. Let us know what you think, because we're gonna be drawing, again, from the whole pool. So so Ryan Bond, who I butchered his name, right? I sent him a message. It's Bond. It's <clears> Ryan bone, Bond. Okay. It, it's spelled band, but it's Bond. So Ryan, okay. if you're listening, we apologize for butchering your name, man. It's Ryan Bond. Ryan Bond won the hat. He's back in the drawing for this because the hat was cool. You know, the the Fantasy Football League was cool. Yeah. This is just, this is so further up the list from that. <laughs> so please, get please get your reviews in. Yeah, leave your Twitter handle. Leave an email address. Leave some way where we can contact you because we got a really big giveaway coming.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then, um, you know, Feel free to let us know what you thought about the game. I know my Twitter's been blowing up all night. Um, mm-hmm. but I've been more active. the uh, wife and kids are out of town still, so I'm just kinda chilling at the house. Um, but we'll be back map our life. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back later on this week to review or preview the um, Redskins and Niners game. Um, until then, go Niners. Peace.